Get ready. Three, two, one, zero. You are listening to the Fantasy Joe's Podcast. Fantasy Joe's Podcast. Your weekly dose of fun and unique fantasy football talk with a focus on dynasty. And now, here are your hosts, Ryan Livergood, Trey Barrett, and Will Greenwood. We are the Fantasy Joes. I'm Ryan Livergood. And joining me this evening, as always, are Trey Barrett and Will Greenwood. Gentlemen, how are you? Trey, what's going on, my man? Listen, I am super excited to be on the pod tonight. Um, Even more so that I just found out via Twitter that Juju Smith-Schuster's bike has been found, is being returned to him. The world is a better place tonight, gentlemen. Breaking news. Maybe not when you're listening to the podcast, but that's that's great news. That's a great way to start the show. I love it. And our bike expert, Will Greenwood, what do you think of that? Did he have a nice bike? You know anything about his bike, Will? Did you look into it? I almost did, but I didn't. I decided against it. It got returned too quickly by some 6'4 gentleman. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm psyched up for tonight. It was a crazy week in the NFL. We got lots of drama in Pittsburgh again. Shocking. Things, thing, you know, crazy things happen there all the time. So I'm excited for tonight. I got some good stuff. Uh, it was a fun weekend of fantasy and football and yeah. Yeah, and a, a really, a, I think, a fun, like, several days because it kicked off on Thursday. And there was one amazing performance on Thursday, and that leads us into our uh, Fantasy Joe's moment, uh, moments of the week. And in, in terms of highlights, uh, average Joe moment of the week, we're going to name it after the one and only Amari Cooper, a guy that people were really down on, and it got to the point where several people, including us, were, were saying, you should think about buying this guy. Um, and if you did, you were happy about it on Thursday night. So Amari Cooper moments of the week. Will, what was your Amari Cooper moments of the week? So I like to pick the moment, my moments of the week are like the, the, the moments that I got most psyched up about while watching uh, Red Zone or seeing a highlight or, you know, in, in the, the games. And I think the number one most exciting moment of the week I saw as far as players' reaction was when Jeff Heath kicked that extra point for the Dallas Cowboys. He has their safety. He comes in after uh, uh, Dan Bailey goes down and it hits off the crossbar and goes in. But man, he was celebrating like he won the Super Bowl and he ended up going two for three on extra points that game. And I feel like, foot, you know, the NFL is a very, very, very like, it's a big kind of like, it's a very aggressive sport. A lot of people get hurt. There's a lot of issues with it. But you have days like this when some dude, he couldn't like, he, it's probably his biggest celebration of the year was that he got to kick an extra point for the Cowboys. And it reminded me kind of like back in the day when Doug Flutie got to kick that one on his own. It was just super exciting. And, I, and this is a little bit longer than normal, my, my fun stuff, because uh, the other one was when Jared Goff housed that touchdown on a, on a read option against Arizona. One, the announcers were super shocked that Jared Goff did that. And two, I think it just brings to the fact that, like, the Rams are what, – what, the Rams? They're so exciting. Like, how can you not love the Rams right now? They have – you know, they got moved to L.A. Nobody goes to their games. They're, you know, they're just, uh, you know, they were terrible last year. They are in the Fisher years. Like, everybody hated Todd Gurley and hated the whole team because they're like, I, I took this person on this team, and now I hate them. <laughs> and I hate every bit of them. And this year, they, I, I don't know, like, I'm, you know, I, I lived in Seattle for a couple of years, so I'm kind of a closet Seahawks fan on the back end. But I, I honestly wouldn't mind the Rams taking that division and, 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 you know, having a good run in the playoffs. Yeah, a lot of good stuff. A lot of good stuff. Uh, um, yeah, I was thinking to myself that uh, maybe the Tampa Bay Buccaneers could have used Jeff Heath, uh, you know, just a couple of weeks ago when they played <laughs> the New England Patriots. Um, uh, I, look, I looked it up. He didn't, he didn't have as good of a percentage as R- Roberto Aguayo. He was slightly under, but it was close. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> the other thing was uh, the Bears winning the game when completing four passes. I'm just saying. Yeah, that Bears game was, was – Passing day and age. Oof, yeah, it was uh, – you know, as a Bears fan, it was it was fun to watch and see them pull out the victory, and their defense looked so great. But on the other hand, if you watch that game, ooh, kind of like watching paint dry with with those offenses. Uh, Trey, what about your your uh, um, Amari Cooper moment of the week? Well, my Amari Cooper moment of the week is uh, the aforementioned Juju Smith Schuster, and um, young guy that I think is got a great future ahead of him in the NFL. But for me, the highlight of the week, I don't know if you guys caught it, 
But after his 31-yard touchdown reception from Big Ben, he and Le'Veon Bell put on probably one of the best celebrations I've seen in the NFL this year. If you haven't seen it, you got to go check it out. Little game of hide-and-seek. It was amazing. Loved it. I just continue to enjoy seeing these guys have a blast celebrating scores. Uh, I loved it. Juju Smith-Schuster with the celebration of the year so far. Yeah, it was sweet. I think that one is right up there with the duck duck goose celebration. Um, awesome! It was whoa, so whoa, great. whoa, 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 whoa! In Minnesota, it's duck duck gray duck. <laughs> oh. Just saying. Duck, okay. Duck, gray duck. <laughs> I didn't know that until I lived here. It's a big thing. Like people get aggressive about it. That, thanks for the public service announcement. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, so, so mine in the Revolution Dynasty League that Trey and I are in, it was the best of the East versus the best of the West. I, it was uh, Ryan versus Trey. And my best of the West team, uh, really the underdogs going into the matchup. I have to admit, on paper, Trey's team is certainly better than mine. And in fact, my t- team is called a few studs and several duds because I got a lot of duds on my team. But we jumped out to an early lead, uh, thanks to Alex Smith and Derek Carr, uh, Superflex League. And uh, there, there was no turning back, so that was pretty thrilling. It's always whenever we play against each other, the, the fantasy Joes play against each other in the league, especially when we've got that much on the line, best record in the league overall, it, it's a lot of fun. So that was my highlight. That was my highlight. Um, also in that game, there, there was a real low light, <laughs> a low moment of the week in the NFL, and that was Marshawn Lynch, right? So we're calling our letdowns of the week the – um, Marshawn Lynch moments of the week. So, Will, uh, a Marshawn Lynch owner in at least um, one or two leagues, and, and uh, also Marshawn Lynch was one of our hot takes. Um, <laughs> what, I think what that's I, the real disappointing part about it is that you I was, I had so, such high expectations. Uh, so, I think anything Colts related, it doesn't matter which player, uh, it was awful. <laughs> and then the, the Titans Brown sh- uh, shootout of the week. Uh, the whole mess of field goals. That was super fun. Yeah. Great game of the weekend. I uh, really like to rewatch that one. And then the, the, the last part is just kind of like my fandom. Uh, another shootout between Iowa and Northwestern that went into overtime at 10-10. And I watched the entire game because, again, you know, I'm a huge, I'm a huge Iowa fan. Uh, but it, was, it wasn't – I mean, I'm not beyond saying that it wasn't – like it was a big snooze fest. And even like overtime ended in kind of a lame way. But, uh, you know. I like to focus on the positive. So, yeah, the, Trey, your your um, your Marshawn Lynch uh, moment letdown of the week. Yeah, so my Marshawn Lynch letdown of the week was uh, kind of a general letdown. Uh, other than two um, teams where I and actually both teams I slid Amari Cooper into the starting lineup with about 15 minutes to go before the Thursday night game started. Um, And and so I ended up winning those two matchups. Otherwise, uh, week seven was a very rough week for me uh, across my, uh, the the dynasty teams that I own. Um, And part of that was due to the fact that I was also facing Amari Cooper in two leagues. And then the aforementioned uh, head to head matchup with Ryan, where he was starting Derek Carr and Alex Smith. And, you know, they basically, you know, took off to like a 60 point lead. Um, but you know, I, I, I um, Deandre Hopkins, sorry. I couldn't think of, so Deandre Hopkins, a guy that I own across quite a few dynasty teams, uh, he was on by, and then, you know, Stefan Diggs, Devonte Parker guys that I own in quite a few places as well were out with injury. So I, I was, uh, undermanned in quite a few matchups and went up against Amari Cooper. So, uh, for the most part, it was a pretty rough week for me all the way around for my my dynasty squads. Yeah, it's always a bummer when your um, your studs are on by and and unlike a redraft league where you can maybe stream some players if your your bench has a lot of prospects or something, you're you're, you're kind of in trouble. Um, my Marshall Lynch moments of the week, let down of the week, um, has to do really with what I'm calling the um, kind of the Aaron Rodgers. Um, um, hangover effect because, uh, you know, I owned him in two, two of my, uh, super flex dynasty leagues, including the league of ballers, which, which we're all in. So, you know, I needed to roll out a, a QB and I, and I would have put a positional player 
And if I didn't have um, some issues with buys, uh, like I might've played Will Fuller instead of uh, the option I went with, it was either Joe Flacco or Mitch Trubisky. And I went with Mitch Trubisky. And um, uh, my dad was visiting town and um, this is all like bad stuff that kind of ties into each other. It's raining outside. And I, I called Jimmy John's to get, to get, get some food. So we didn't have any food in the house. And and dad's like, let's get sandwiches. So we called Jimmy John's and I know I don't usually do Jimmy, Jimmy John's. And it turns out they don't deliver to my service area, even though it's like right down the road from me. And even though there's a restaurant, we get delivery all the time. Shout out to mama K's. They deliver their neighbor next door. Jimmy John's does not to my house. So I'm like, crap, what are we going to do? So I decide, okay, I'm going to run to Penn station subs get us some, some, uh, great Penn stations. So shout out to Penn station subs. They're awesome. And I get my car and go and I'm listening to the radio and I hear Mitch Trubisky rushing touchdown. He's in the end zone. And I'm like, yes. All right. There's at least, uh, you know, six points for, uh, for, for my, my, uh, my team. Well, then I go in and I get my subs. I go back in the car and I look at my phone and I realize the bears didn't score a touchdown before halftime because he didn't get in the end zone. And then he did nothing the rest of the game. Um, so that was my real big letdown of the week. And I lost that, that matchup as well. So Aaron, uh, Aaron Rodgers, I, I, I miss you. Um, come back soon. Please, please come <laughs> back. <laughs> Says the bears I, fan. Yeah, no doubt. That's exactly I think Aaron. I, I think literally Aaron Rodgers was sitting with his broken right collarbone and, and completed six passes from his, uh, <laughs> his bed. no, no doubt about that. Yeah, no, obviously as, uh, um, you know, as a Bears fan, when, when we play the Packers, and I, I don't love the Packers, but man, how can you not like Aaron Rodgers? I mean, he's just so unbelievable and so talented, and just one of those guys that that we miss, and uh, um, it's it's sad. So uh, anyway, it, it is what it is. So it's Halloween season, gentlemen, and I hope you're ready. And I know a lot of NFL football players are getting ready for Halloween. They've already got their costumes picked out, believe it or not. And we're going to talk about those costumes in a segment we're calling Dynasty Halloween Costumes. <laughs> I don't think we have the special sound effects for Halloween, so that's the best I can do. Can anyone else do better? <laughs> Trey, Will? <laughs> no, it's all you, man. <laughs> all right. So I'm, I'm going to kick us off here because this is one of my favorites. So these are the costumes that uh, NFL players are, are going to, to wear this Halloween season in the context of Dynasty. And the, the first uh, gentleman we're going to talk about is Martavis Bryant. And he is going to be <laughs> Austin Powers this year. Why is he going to be Austin Powers? Because he's lost his mojo, of course. I, I mean, I, I don't know what's happened to Martavis Bryant. Um, I mean, it's, it's just kind of a, kind of a mystery what's going on in Pittsburgh. What, what do you guys think has happened to him? Do you think it's it, his, it, it, we know he's got this, he, this history of, uh, you know, some, maybe some kind of mental illness, um, you know, substance abuse. So, so what do we think it is? Do you think, do we just think it's a mental thing is why he's, um, not, not been able to like, you know, be part of the team in Pittsburgh. It looks like he's on the way out. Uh, Will, do you have an opinion on, on Martavis Bryant? What's going on with him? Well, I try to think of it as like, a, so he works, he, so he works super hard and got clean and has, has, you know, put on muscle. He lived a better life. He's turned it around and he's just disappointed that this hasn't amounted to anything in his life yet uh, for in the NFL. This is just all, you know, basically a lot of assumptions here, but he's not performing as good as he was, as he was when he was basically, you know, you know, doing drugs, not working out and just using his natural athleticism. And that has to be super frustrating as an athlete. And these guys are kids, man. Like they're, you know, Martavis Bryant is what, 24, 25? Like he's a young guy. He's not, and he's, he's lived a life of like, he's always been pampered because he's been an athlete. Like he, you know, he grew up without a dad. I know that his mom moved in with him for a while and was cooking for him and stuff like that. Like trying to take care of him so he wasn't getting himself in trouble. And uh, at the end of the day, like when it, when it comes to fantasy, I think I just want Martavis Bryant to have a shot, at, like to, to set it right. I, I'm really concerned about his, a uh, long-term uh, event, like, like outlook because what, what's he going to do when he's super frustrated? What's his outlet? What's, you know, and I just really hope he doesn't, he doesn't mess this up because he is talented. He could be really good in the NFL. Uh, and he has, he has a really bright future ahead of him. 
It, but somebody like, I don't know if this, and it kind of frustrates me about the Steelers, but we don't hear this part of it and we'll never know. I uh, just hope they're taking good care of him in the background and making sure that somebody's around him, that maybe they're having like Antonio Brown tutor him and they're sitting him down because he's too hot headed right now and just needs to take a relax. Like that's what I kind of hope is happening because it's easy to tweet. Like it takes like, what, like 15 seconds for him to tweet something out that's frustrating and he just doesn't, he's, he's just not mature enough to not do that. And that's, I don't think that's bad overall. But I think he needs to learn from this and move on. And I just hope it doesn't end up terrible for him. I, I, I really, really am worried about Martavis Bryant as far as like, uh, to, you know, just as like, you know, cute, like human development, like who he is. Yeah. You wonder about that Pittsburgh team because it seems like, I, I don't know, they're, they're, that may be one of those places where he doesn't have the support system based on the reports we've read of, out of Pittsburgh this year. Uh, so Trey, what do you think? Do you, do you think, I would love if he came back from all this with a, that Lego style of haircut, like Antonio Brown, and all of a sudden started balling out again. <laughs> what do we think is going to happen, Trey, with, with Martavis? Do, do we think that he is? Uh, do we? Do you buy these rumors of him uh, possibly being traded, or is he too valuable to the Steelers this year, a team that's going to make a run at the Super Bowl, for that to happen? What do you What do you think, Trey? I tell you what, I don't know honestly what to think and uh, I know that's a bit of a cop-out but in, in one from one angle I feel like I mean from the very beginning remember this is a guy who on social media made some comment when uh, Juju Smith-Schuster was selected by the Steelers in the draft he put some tweet out there about how no he's taking um, uh, what's the other what's the wide receiver he referenced he, he referenced sammy one of Coates. the other steals yeah sammy Coates. So no he's taking sammy Coates' job and then he deleted the tweet um and then you know i think it was even just this week after the game against the Bengals, he tweeted something out um criticizing juju and um, it just seems to me like based on everything that's going on his attitude it's almost like he's become a cancer um, to that team, a distraction to that team. They've now demoted him to the practice squad. And I don't know if that's to send a message. I don't know exactly what the rationale is for doing that. Uh, but, you know, you're talking about a guy who's one failed drug test away from who knows how long of a suspension. Um, and, and as far as I'm concerned, as far as trading him, I mean, think about it. If you were the owner or GM, of another of another NFL team um, first of all it's not like you're adding a guy who I mean he's never I think you know never hit 800 yards in a season in the NFL his highest receiving total in college was 820 something yards he's never hit double digit touchdowns in any season college or professionally so it's like are you really willing to give up some sort of draft equity or players to bring someone that appears to be so cancerous in his current situation with the huge risk looming um, of another failed drug test and further suspension. I just, I don't see it. I feel like it, this is kind of a lose-lose situation. Um, it wouldn't be surprised. I, I tweeted that, or I didn't tweet it out. I commented in one of my group chats today. It honestly wouldn't surprise me if in the next few weeks, if things don't change drastically to see Martavis Bryant cut and not and clear waivers. I mean, I, I just, I, and that sounds ridiculous, but in this day and age, character matters in the NFL. And uh, I, I think teams do not want to be aligning themselves with these personalities. Um, obviously a guy like Odell Beckham, you know, the giants put up with his uh, antics because of his production and what he means to that, that team, and that offense. So I, I just don't know from a dynasty perspective, I'm beginning to feel like that Martavis Bryant um, may have passed us by. So in 30 seconds or less, uh, someone, someone in a, your, your league chat post, I'm sick of this guy. I want to take anything for him. Just, just send me offers, just anything. I just want to get him off my roster. Um, wh what do you send? Do you even want to fill up a roster spot with him? Will, what would you, what would you give? Just, just like I'm taking any offer. I'm going to take the best one. What would you send? <laughs> I mean, I'm sure let's give him a, let's give him a 2018 third rounder. I like, how, I don't know, like at least this is ballpark yeah. and then they come back like, Hey, I got this I'll up it. But I, I mean, I, like what's the risk reward here is huge. So I'm still in, I'm still in for buying Martavis. Uh, he, he, with his suspension, he's still under contract for this for next year with the, 
with the, with the Steelers, and they've dealt with behavior problems before Ben Roethlisberger and his issues in the club. Uh, yeah. So, so Trey, quickly, 15 seconds or less, what's your answer to that question? I'd be the same. I'd probably give a, a 2018 third. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be excited about it, but I'd be willing to throw a third out there, put him on my bench, and see what happens. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Um, why don't we move on? So – Will, you heard about another NFL player. What his costume is going to be this year? Who do you want to talk about? What is their costume? All right, here we go. His name is Cooper Cup. And I just feel like, you know, one, uh, I feel like in a lot of pictures, like Cooper, you know, he's a little bit older coming to the NFL. He was in, in Eastern Washington. And uh, he just reminds me of a personality that could be potentially portrayed by somebody who was in SNL. And so he is the Will Ferrell, Ferrell cheerleader from the SNL's kit. And I, I kind of prepared a little thing and I watched their videos to do it. And uh, so it's, it's Cooper Cup sitting here on the sideline when, uh, you know, when the Rams are on defense and he's ready to go. And he's like, he goes, our team is dynamite. Our team is dynamite. I said, tick, 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 boom. Tick, 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 boom. I said, dynamite. I said, we're dynamite. Tick, 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 boom. Oh, Rams. <laughs> and that's Cooper Cup in his Will Ferrell cheerleader outfit with Rams uh, attire, of course. Uh, so that is his Halloween costume. I think he's a really great pickup. His chemistry with golf is good. And uh, I mean, he, you know, he, he's, he, I, I saw like, the catch he missed against the Seahawks to potentially win that game, but dude's good. So, you know, along with, along with buys, like I just like Cooper Cup. And I think that also that costume fits him well. And, and I like how Cooper Cup goes all in on the costume, you know, unlike uh, Martavis, who's, you know, the lukewarm Austin Powers. So that, that was awesome. Uh, Trey, any, any thoughts about the – I didn't hear any Martavis, Ryan, uh, Austin Powers impressions. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to slice in some audio here. I don't need to do the impression. <laughs> you guys don't hear my Austin Powers. It's, it's horrible. I listened to that video like 15 times a day to do that. <laughs> yeah, baby. <laughs> okay Trey <laughs> that's all that's the best I got Trey, Trey any thoughts about Cooper Cup uh, no I, lo I love it I can't I, I have no no follow-up well well done yeah no I'm good I I do I Cooper Cup's a, a guy that I like I, I think he's a great buy I think he's a you know got a great future I think some people slept on him during the draft process um, as far as dynasty goes, I think he's going to be a great PPR asset moving forward. So I like it. The cheerleader. I, I don't know that I'll ever get the, the cheerleader outfit image out of my head though. That's, that's <laughs> Maybe stuck. it's Steve Smith on the sideline doing it too. Sorry, Steve Smith senior. Uh, <laughs> that was his boy. It was, it was a good call. I don't know. I mean, who knows? He could be the best wide receiver in this draft class because uh, not too many of them have, sh have shown much so far. Uh, I'm falling in love with these Rams too, which I think is where that comes from. Like they're just uh, anyway for another day. Yeah, because we have other players to talk about, including Trey's first um, uh, um, Dynasty Halloween costume. Yeah, so my first is uh, we're going to stick with the Steelers here. <clears throat> I'm talking a lot about the Steelers tonight, which is kind of strange. Um, but I'm going to so Big Ben. You know, this is a, a big gentleman. And uh, for Halloween this year, Big Ben is actually dressing up as Waldo. Big uh, red and white striped shirt. You know, Waldo is in Where's Waldo? Uh, you guys have any clue in uh, standard scoring quarterback uh, where Big Ben ranks this year, considering he has not had a bye, so he's played all seven games? Any, any guesses as to where he ranks? Wait, so this isn't PPR quarterback? This is standard four-point passing touchdown. That's what I meant by standard. Uh, QB 19. What do you think, Ryan? I'll go QB 20. There are a lot of bad QBs in the NFL. So, uh, um, but but uh, no, so, oh, I'm actually going, yeah, I'll go worse than that. I think he's QB 20. Yeah. So you're both optimistic. There are a lot of bad quarterbacks in the NFL, and there have been quite a few of them that have already had buys. However, Big Ben is still quarterback 23. I mean, where is Waldo? What's going on? The guy looks done. And, I, I mean, he's got Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, who are, are two of probably the top six or eight, easily the top 12 or 15 offensive weapons in the NFL. The aforementioned Martavis Bryan and Juju Smith-Schuster, who's 
I mean, it's crazy. He is, I mean, where's Waldo for real? Oh, yeah, th- that's that's interesting. And, and maybe, you know, he's just checked out because this is his last year or maybe all the drama that's going on there with his some of his wide receivers has him checked out. But you'd, th- you'd think that maybe he's going to have going to have a resurgence because this is probably it. This is the window for Pittsburgh, right? Maybe the window for, for Big Ben to go to the Super Bowl. They've got a shot. They've got a shot. I think it's more wide open than last year, perhaps. So, Will, what do you think about Waldo? It's been a little where's Waldo until recently. I mean, he had a decent week last week. You had some kind of crazy Carson Wentz scores last uh, last week. But uh, I think uh, – I don't know. I, I like Big Ben. I think, I think it's like where's Waldo when you looked at it as a kid. It wasn't that hard to find Waldo. And uh, it took, you know, took a few seconds. So, let's say like uh, you know, six games. And then all of a sudden you found Waldo and you're ready to go. All you need to do is just continue, continue to pass to uh, Antonio Brown all day, every day, and then have Le'Veon Bell run it for a hundred times a game and then have a little dink touchdown. Yeah. It, it'll, it'll be interesting. Um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how he, how he, how he closes the year. Uh, I, I want to talk about another QB here and um, I'm going to talk about um, a guy that's going to go, um, into Halloween dressed as Teen Wolf. I'm talking about the Teen Wolf from the, the 1980s, Michael J. Fox Teen Wolf, and that's Cam Newton. Because if you look at like how his year has gone so far, it kind of reminds me of that movie when the Michael J. Fox character, if you haven't seen it, uh, it's a horrible movie, but it's probably a fun one to go back and watch because it's so bad, where he is this, you know, he's on his basketball team and they're horrible. They've never won a game and he's not very good. But then he discovers he's a werewolf. And then he's awesome at, at, at basketball, and he's just dominating. <laughs> and I kind of feel like Cam Newton is like that this year because he's had these games, you know, like against the Bears last week. You know, he th- threw for just over 200 yards and, and two interceptions. Uh, um, and then he's had those games like the, the, when he played Detroit, you know, 355 and three. So, um, uh, you know, he, he's kind of Teen Wolf to me. Is, is he going to be that Michael J. Fox character on the basketball team that, that they haven't won a game? And he's not the Teen Wolf, or is he the Teen Wolf? Because he can look amazing, and then he can look horrible. So, so what, what do we make of Cam Newton? I don't even know. We, we were talking about that off-air at a league where I could use a QB in a Superflex league, and Will was like, oh, uh, what about Cam Newton? And I, I'm just like in my head, like, do I want to deal with that guy on my team? He's, I don't even know when to start him. I have him in the league, and I have some other great QB options as well, but I just don't trust starting him each week. So, so Trey, what do you think about Cam Newton? That's your local team, the the Panthers. What are your thoughts on Teen Wolf? I like Cam Newton. I like him a lot. Um, I think that you know there, there's a lot of people that want to point to the uh, amazing season that he had two years ago, where he was the quarterback one, and you know point to the, the that being an anomaly. But if you look at Cam Newton, and, and I don't have the exact numbers, but I think that uh, more times than not in his NFL career, he's finished in the top six um, in quarterback rankings. You know, you're starting to see early on in the season, there was a lot of doubt surrounding Cam Newton. I don't think his shoulder was quite right. Um, I don't know if you guys remember, but I took my kids to the Carolina Panthers training camp uh, one day, and he wasn't even throwing. So, you know, I don't think that he was right to start the season. And if you look those first three weeks of the season, you know, in the four point passing touchdown, he put up 13, 11.8 and eight points those first three weeks. But since then he's put up 33, 26, 20. And then this last week, he only put up seven points. But the key for me is that the last four weeks he's averaging Uh, like nine rush attempts a game. So the rush attempts are back. He scored three rushing touchdowns. I think moving forward, if you look at his schedule, he has a pretty juicy schedule the rest of the year. I think Cam Newton is still a firm buy for me in Dynasty. He's young enough. Um, I love him. The rushing upside is still there. So I think, and and they continue to surround him with weapons. Um, So I I love Cam Newton. I think that, uh, He's a guy I'd love to have on my roster as a quarterback. Yeah, his or any position for that matter. I'd love to have him as a tight end. <laughs> I think he'd make a great tight end. Yeah, his schedule is juicy. That that's for sure the rest of the year. And um, yeah, I mean he has some games where he's he's starting to run the ball uh, more. 
Um, people wondered if he would come back and do that. And he did against uh, Philadelphia for sure. Uh, with 71 yards and a touchdown on the ground the other day. Uh, um, yeah. And you know this as well as anyone, Ryan. I mean, this last week where he really struggled at Chicago, I mean, that Bears defense, you know, that's your team. They're very underrated as a defense. That's true. So, that's true. You know, I, I do believe for him to have a, a, a bad game on the road in Chicago is not a uh, – it's not a, a real cause for concern. It's a good defense. Yeah, and, and I think people kind of forget um, – because Minnesota looks pretty good against the Bears in that Monday night game. But Danny Trevathan was out, and the Bears were down to, like, no linebackers in that game, if, if you'll recall. So, yeah, the, the, their defense is legit for sure. Uh, Will, any thoughts about Cam Newton? Well, I mean, Trevathan, that's, that's what happens when you try to kill Devontae Adams on, on a play. <laughs> Sometimes you've got, you got, got to be suspended again. It's just the way it goes. Uh, I mean, yeah, he plays uh, – Miami's been kind of an underrated pass defense. He's done pretty well, but whatever. Uh, I mean, I, I'm all, I, I think I'm all good for Cam Newton. That Chicago game is weird. So weird. It was, it was uh, super weird. But you're, you're, I think you, that's kind of the expectation. He's probably going to have one or two more games of that where just like it just fails. Like everything fails for him, and he's going to lose you a couple weeks. So if you're sitting pretty and you're ready to go to make a playoff run, uh, Cam Newton's your guy because at the end of the year, he plays Green Bay and Tampa Bay in weeks 15, 16. And, uh, I mean, basically it's like, it's like wheels up against those guys. So, Will, who's your next costume? So I was thinking about what which kind of choose for players and uh, and everything, and I, I kind of want to do. Uh, I looked at the t- you know the top the most popular costumes, and one of them was a uh, it was a couple's costume, and I think it's very appropriate, and uh, it's a it's a costume that I've actually <laughs> I think it's kind of funny. It's, it's you know when somebody is the the plug and somebody's the outlet, and this is for sure this year this Halloween this is Tom Brady and Bill Belichick, uh, and and since Halloween happens during the season. Brady is forced now to go as a couple's costume with old Billy Boy Belichick. Since Brady is near, near retirement, uh, Bill is fed up with having to wait to use this one. He bought it 17 years ago. He was like, Brady, we're going as, we're, you know, this Halloween, we're taking no days off, and we're going to go as the plug and outlet this year. Sorry, I don't care who else wants to dress up with you. This is us. And, uh, you know, whatever. And, and finally, now that, he, you know, Brady's 40, he might be retiring after this year, nobody really knows. Uh, He's like, I don't care what Giselle wants to do with you. She can go be like some sexy pumpkin or something. But Tom Brady is coming out with Bill Belichick, and we're going as a plug and an outlet. I don't care who's who, but that's what they're going as. There's no fantasy take there. It's just those two being ridiculous. <laughs> and I kind of like that, too, because, you know, that, that's kind of, um, uh, you know, Bill's kind of, you know, he kind of has that boring – dress coat on the sidelines you know that gray hoodie he always wears so that's kind of like let's let's just go as a as a plug and outlet what do you think tom i mean i just it's he's cutting the, he's cutting the sleeves off he's cutting the sleeves off <laughs> <laughs> it's gonna be baggy sleeved costume and it's not a choice i mean bill bill has been waiting this for this forever tom's been putting him off he's like no we'll do it next year it's the last year that he get you know he, he's like this might be the last year so we're going all out it doesn't matter what tom brady wears he's still gonna look pretty so doesn't matter how boring the costume is. <laughs> uh, no, so no fantasy takes there. And, and you, we don't want to say anything about the about the Pats about Tom Brady. Get if you get him if you can. He's awesome. He's the football. <laughs> He's gonna play for five more years. Get him. Um, <laughs> okay. Um, here's another QB that's that's actually probably better than, than Tom Brady, right, Trey? Your next Halloween costume. Absolutely. Absolutely. Every time. I talk about this fine gentleman. My heart begins to race. My palms get a little sweaty. Um, talking about none other than Tyrod Taylor. Um, and so for me, I think that Tyrod Taylor is uh, going out and getting a costume. I don't know if you guys remember this as a cartoon from probably back in your childhood, Ryan. I don't know. Will might be a little on the youngster side, but uh, underdog. Underdog. I mean – you know, Tyrod Taylor is uh, continually being underrated, not just from a dynasty or fantasy perspective, but from the NFL perspective. I don't know if you guys recollect, I did a little bit of looking back, and this Buffalo team, the over-under um, for this Buffalo team on wins was fluctuating between five and a half and six and a half wins. 
they're currently four and two. They're currently on track to make the playoffs. Um, in, you know, PFF has a uh, rating system that they use to rate every position. And Tyrod Taylor currently is rated as the number seven quarterback. He is an incredible leader. He's a very efficient quarterback. And, and really, I mean, his, his weapons, other than having LaShawn McCoy uh, in the backfield, his weapons at receiver, he lost his tight end, who really was his, his best receiver. And he just has continued to produce. So I, I see Tyrod dressing up as underdog this year for Halloween. I like that. I like that. It's a great costume choice for him. Uh, don't forget he has Zay Jones to throw to, though. Okay, don't sell him too short. You know, the big, wacky, waving, inflatable <laughs> balloon man, Zay Jones. Zay Jones is putting up quarterback one numbers this year. Uh, yeah, cornerback. <laughs> yeah, cornerback <laughs> one numbers. Did you see yeah. that tweet? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Zay Jones, uh, he's the invisible man, I think, uh, this year, because he, where where are you, Zay Jones? On paper, Oof. you look amazing. You uh, – anyway. Yeah. Uh, all right. So, Will, you wanted to mention somebody that's going to probably hit the, uh, the, the um, you know, last-minute Halloween. They don't have their costume yet, so they're just going to take whatever they can find at Walgreens, you know, whether it's like a Darth Vader mask or a Dracula cape. And who's that guy? Well, it's like, uh, you know, when everything's sold out and you go to the Halloween store – and like, whoa, what was this doing in the, in the back room that couldn't be bought beforehand? And it literally is like, whoa, this isn't even really a costume. I just kind of have to go as myself. And it just is more of a pickup. And his name is Jake Butt. And if he's out there in your dynasty leagues, now's a great time to grab him. He was a huge tight end prospect. And this is totally opposite of the Tom Brady, Bill Belichick costume take because uh, Jake Butt, he was projected to be, I mean, he was, some people had him as a first round pick. Who knows what ended up happening? But he picked up. 543k from an insurance settlement from tearing his ACL in their bowl game. That's a lot of money for an insurance company to risk on somebody. So clearly, he's very talented from not like just a business aspect. Uh, and that team needs a good tight end. And I guess my like it's just kind of like the go get your free Halloween costume for for either you know maybe do like a late Halloween this year in like February, do like a weird February February Halloween, or for next year. Jake Butt is going to, could be the real deal, and it's such a low risk. And I've seen it in a lot of dynasty leagues where he's free. So go get Jake Butt. Jake Butt. I like it. Grab yourself some butt off of your waiver wire if he's there in your dynasty leagues. Oh, behave. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's nice. a good player to segue into our Twitter follow of the week because – our Twitter follow of the week is a guy that is an expert on talking about players, NFL players and injuries. And that is David Chow, MD at pro football doc uh, on Twitter. That's at pro football doc. And he had a tweet this week. Um, if things go as planned, Aaron Rodgers could begin to throw after five weeks and play after eight weeks, because that means guys, he could be back for the back end of the fantasy Playoffs, theoretically. Um, so I, I, I thought this was an interesting tweet because Aaron Rodgers maybe could come back. Uh, you know, if, if Hundley starts, continues to play quarterback like he is and they, they lose every game until he comes back, probably not. But if they, they're in it in that, that NFC North, he could come back. Um, so so I, I just love um, uh, Dr. Chow's insight. So please follow him on Twitter. And, you know, what, what do we think about some of these guys that might come back and can help us win – um, titles in, in our dynasty leagues or fantasy leagues like Aaron Rodgers. Could he come back this season? What, what about a guy like DJ? It looks like Arizona's kind of done. I mean, do, are, we've given up hope on, on DJ coming back this year. Uh, Trey, Trey, what do you think about these guys or any other guys coming back to help us? I don't know really that I would say I've given up hope on DJ. you you know, remember he, was it a wrist or his arm? Um, his, the injury, that he broke so you know I, yeah so I'm not super worried um, about him per se because I think he can come back and contribute I know there was some thoughts that they may hold him out if they were out of contention but I'm not really sure why they would he's going to still be able to run and condition and I think that coming back and, and having him play is not necessarily a, a bad thing um, Aaron Rodgers the the perspective I could see them getting him back in there 
um, as long as that collarbone's healed up, I, I think that that's a team that should be able to make the playoffs um, with with uh, some fill-in at quarterback. So, you know, you're talking about a guy that makes a huge, huge difference to his team. So I, I'd be stoked to see Rodgers make it back for the playoffs. Real playoffs. I mean, f- be great for him to be back for the fantasy playoffs too, um, but but even more so for the for the NFL playoffs. Yeah, I, I don't think you can count them out um, be, because, you know, the, I don't think the NFC North is particularly challenging. I think the Bears are going to knock off um, um, possibly the, the Lions and, and the Vikings later this year with their defense. Um, not that I think they're going to be a contender for, for the North, but they could make it interesting for Detroit and for Minnesota. What, what do you think, Will? Do you think that there's a chance Rodgers could come back? Do you think there's a chance that Green Bay could could stick around until, you know, weeks uh, – uh, you know, week 14, 15 and be a playoff contender? I think with the, like, and an interesting question is like, does Trubisky over under three and a half passes when the Bears beat the Packers? Uh, but I don't know. Like, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I don't know. Like, it, it's, you've had one week of Hunley and it, was, it wasn't great, but they did kick that field goal to go ahead at 14, 15 in the fourth uh, against the Saints, which are like a really hot streaking team right now. Um, but I would just be shocked, honestly. Like, so you have you have you know the Vic- I, like you know I think the Vikings have a, they're in the driver's seat of that that division. You have Los Angeles and Seattle, and then you also have uh, New Orleans, like Carolina and Atlanta for the wild card. I kind of would be shocked if the Packers make the playoffs without Rodgers. And so, and if they bring him back, his Week 16 game is against the Vikings. So that's a really good pass defense, and that's a you know it's like you're not going to start Aaron Rodgers unless he like throws for like you know, if quite a few touchdowns in, in week 15 and, and comes back like fresh is everything. You're not going to be starting Aaron Rodgers in your fantasy playoffs anyway. So I, I think it's like, a, I think it's, it's not a guy because I've, I've looked at it. It's so tempting because he's so good, but I'm passing. Fair enough. Uh, before we move on, Will, what about uh, DJ? What, what's your take on him? You think he's coming back this year? Yes, I, and I, what Trey was saying, where they might give him some run at the end of the year. Also, Palmer's diagnosis has been switching a little bit, and he might be able to come back early. But the, I mean, the Cardinals aren't very good, <laughs> and we'll see if they. But it's the NFL, the NFL this year is weird. Like the Giants beat, beat you know beat the Broncos when they hadn't won a game yet, and went to Denver and beat like crushed them. Uh, we're weird here at the NFL, so I am not necessarily comfortable saying that uh, one team won't win a few games and feel like they're eligible in it and just go for it all and two it's like entertainment value and money and they want to fill the stand so uh you know I, i'm okay with hold, i'm still holding david johnson but i think that's just because uh, being like an optimist in, in fantasy i just want him back i just want him back all right and um 30 seconds or less each i just a couple of other um injured players that that um ha- that that this uh, at Pro Football Duck has has tweeted about and gives us updates. Uh, Stefan Diggs and Devonte Parker. So thirty seconds or less. Trey, when are we going to see those guys back? And are, are we going to see them for the rest of the year when they come back? Diggs and yeah, Parker. I, yeah, I think so. I think you're going to see both of them back this week. I, I think that Diggs' potential to be back is greater than Parker, but I do think that there's a good possibility you'll see them both back. And then they've just got to stay healthy. The groin is, I think, more worrisome for me with um, with Diggs, but I think they'll both be back this week or very soon, which makes me happy, super happy. Yeah, yeah, that'll be big for for both of those teams too to get the, those guys back, and a lot of fantasy teams as well. Uh, some owners that really need those guys to come back. Will Diggs and Parker? I don't, I, 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 don't, I honestly don't, I, I don't know. I guess my opinion is I don't think Parker's going to play this week on Thursday. I don't, I don't really know like, the great explanation why other than that. Uh, it's it's a, it's a quick week, and I haven't heard like a, a lot of great things about him. And Diggs, when he's injured, he does poorly. So he I, he flew with the team to London, but or to England. But you know what? Are, what are you going to do? I'm, I if I own him, and uh, the only reason I'm starting him is against you, Ryan, in that one league because I literally have no other players not on by that I am not comfortable with dropping in a dynasty league. Well, and, and that, that probably means he's going to go for like, you know, one fifteen two touchdowns against me. So we'll, we'll, we'll see. <laughs> we might like, usually that means he's going to get like one catch for like one yard and re-injure his crying or something. But anyway. Uh, maybe. Throw me a freaking bone here. I'm the boss. Need the info. And now it's the moment you've all been waiting for. That's right. Hot, bold 
spicy takes. Burns you know, going down and burns coming out. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I think you all know how this works. We give our hot, bold, spicy takes of the week. There are five levels. There's banana pepper, jalapeno, habanero, ghost pepper, and the almighty Carolina Reaper. Um, just to recap what happened last week, uh, one of us uh, put some points on the board. That was me. I had one correct take. Barely. Matt Ryan was just outside the QB1. Uh, so, so thank you, Matt Ryan, for being as bad as I thought you would be. Uh, no thank you, though, for helping me lose my, my, uh, my matchup in League of Ballers. But anyway, um, so, so I get four points for that take. But we were really close with some other ones, guys, right? Uh, Trey, you were really close with your uh, – refresh my memory. Oh, Evan Ingram take with the Giants. That was, that was a great take. It just, That's right. A couple pieces didn't come together. Um, and, That's Will, right. Will, you um, uh, had a really nice take when it came to – um, Marshawn Lynch, or it's not Marshawn Lynch. Whoops, not that one. <laughs> it was a really great take with Marshawn Lynch. <laughs> LaShawn McCoy. I, I, I actually guessed last week that Marshawn Lynch was going to rush off the sideline after two carries for nine yards and get ejected. Initiated <laughs> to carry a new category. Uh, yeah, LaShawn McCoy finished second to uh, Zeke Elliott, who uh, just loves to screw over my hot takes along with everything else in the world. <laughs> so so it was but you know not not bad for us and then we had a couple of duds we won't go into those uh so the total after four weeks uh, i have a commanding lead uh 16 total points uh will is second with three and trey two total points bringing up the rear we got a lot of weeks left guys we'll right. get him. a lot of weeks left so um i, I i'm gonna i'm gonna defer to you fine gentlemen uh, to go first. So, Trey or Will, who, who wants to go first with their, their hot, bold, spicy take? The first one of, of this week. I'll lead Ooh. us off. I'll, I'll lead us off here. All right. Um, I'm going I'm to go with my uh, previously mentioned heartthrob, Tyrod Taylor. And um, I am going to uh, stake my claim that Tyrod Taylor is going to do two things this week. One, in the matchup that he has against Oakland, he's going to outperform Carr, and he's going to be a top six quarterback. Both. Hmm. It's happening. Book it. Book it. All right. So I have to. I, I guess I'll, I always get accused of uh, saying so. Will Trey, what do you think? So I guess I'll go first. And I, I guess my thinking is the first thing that popped to my mind was that all, the number of buys this week. So um, the, 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 the bar is a little bit lower to be a top six quarterback. Um, that being said, gosh, um, you know, Derek Carr looked really good last week. Um, so I, I'm probably in the middle with this one. I'm probably, I don't know, Habanero, Ghost Pepper. Uh, just off the top of my head without talking it out with Will. So, Will, what do you think? Are you kind of in the same area with me or, or no? Yeah, and, and I try not to look at these before we, we went over them. And uh, I, my, my instant reaction was 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 Habanero. But the the top six and, and beating Carr, like, I just don't know. Like, if Tyrod's top six, he probably beats Carr. Like, uh, I just don't know. I just didn't feel like it added a lot to it. Like, Carr does if, – if, if the Raiders beat – uh, the Bills. I don't think Carr is going to need to be, you know, a top six QB. So it's not, you know, the Bills aren't like piling on points on people. Is like my opinion. Right, right. So, so Habanero then. You, you like ten second rebuttal tray. No, I, I'm fine with that. I mean, I think Habanero. You know, I don't think it's, uh, uh, you know. My, my expectation wasn't that this was going to be Cara, Carolina Reaper hot. I initially was looking at doing two different quarterbacks um, that would be outperforming their opponent in the particular game. That's why I kept the tie rod better than, than Carr um, in there. So, no, I'm fine with that. All right. That's good. Good start. Good solid Ooh, Maybe start. we should go jalapeno now. He's, he's kind of too okay with it. <laughs> Just kidding. It's already set. It says it's all set. Locked in. Locked in. Um, Will, I, I, this is, uh, you know, I've read ahead and I haven't thought too much about it, but I think it's interesting. 
on the surface. Well, I'm going to go, I'm going to go with my, my like lower, what I feel like is like lower of the two and one, a lot less like conversation topic. It's just going to be that JJ is the top three running back this week in half point PPR. I think he's going to score his like first touchdowns of the year this week. Uh, the Ravens rush defense up the middle hasn't been as like, uh, I mean, Latavius Murray gashed him and, uh, he, he's, I mean, he's pretty good at the football. So I feel like top three is, is reaching a little bit with him, uh, but I do like it. And I just, I, I think he, he's kind of been due. He's gotten, got all these carries and this is a team that he can grind him down and, and get some points against him. Hmm. That, that, well, you know, that Baltimore, um, well, let's see. I, I, I'm trying to think where that Baltimore defense ranks against the run. I know when the Bears played them a couple of weeks ago, Jordan Howard eventually, you know, uh, kind of ran ran through that defense. Um, but yeah, but but he has not. JGI has not looked amazing this year. Um, hmm. I, I'm kind of leaning. I, I guess I'm kind of in the middle with this one too. Maybe even leaning. Maybe Jalapeno Habanero on this take. Trey, what do you think? Yeah, I would say that I'm I'm willing to go Habanero here. Um, this is a Thursday night game. Uh, this is on the road, um, and and I do believe that it's going to be a very low scoring game. Um, I'm not super. I think that both teams are going to probably run the ball a lot. I think the possessions are going to be you know. I, and so top three. I mean, if it were top six or top eight, I wouldn't think. But top three. I mean, Jay Ajayi has just not been very impressive this year. I think the likelihood that he gets multiple scores is probably the only thing that get, I mean, the, the likelihood that he hits a hundred or 120 total yards. Um, I think it's a pretty hot take. I, I don't see him being top three this week. Um, but, but again, just because of his usage at the goal line, he could score two touchdowns. It wouldn't shock me. Um, so I, I, but I, I would put it right there in the middle at uh, the habanero. Yeah, no, I, I like that. And we know how he has it in him. So that's good. Are you, are you happy? 10 second rebuttal. Well, with that habanero. Uh, yeah, I was, thinking, I was trying to do like a, a habanero take. It could be like, it's kind of a risky habanero take. I feel like that's where I kind of judged it because you have uh Gurley and Fournette and uh, you know, if Aaron Jones, they're all, they're all out this week. So yeah, I, I think, you, I think that's fair. I like how you mentioned Aaron Jones at the end with those other running backs. That was pretty cool. <laughs> I mean, he's been like a top running back. I mean, I think that's the only thing I've gotten right in these hot takes. So no, no, he's he has been a top running back. Yes, no, no doubt about it. Um, uh, I'm I'm gonna talk about a guy that hasn't been a, a top quarterback. And my take is Mitch Trubisky throws more than seven seven pass attempts this week. For no, I'm just kidding. That's not my that's not my take. Um, actually, it ties into the Bears though. They just acquired Dontrell Inman. Thank goodness. And I think Dontrell Inman is going to be a wide receiver too this week, which I think is a pretty bold take because, you know, he's just now joining the team and Mitch Trubisky completed, what was it, four passes last week. So, um, but, but I, I think that there's got to be somebody to throw to. So, uh, you know, that's my, my take. Not my hottest take ever, but Dontrell Inman, wide receiver too, um, you know, our, our half point, um, you know, PPR format. So let's go to Will first. Will, what do you what do you think of my take? Well, first of all, I think this is ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, uh, I I think I might, I'll go Ghost Pepper just because I, I think I don't think like I mean, one you weren't enthused enough about the take, so I'm not gonna go Carolina Reaper if you if you just sold it to me a little bit harder. Dontrell Edmund, baby, wide receiver two, book it, baby. Whoa. I'm, I'm, I'm It's Carolina Reaper. <laughs> What's your take, Trey? yeah i would agree with that i i think that given that he's on a new team um I, i'd be curious i mean i, I don't even know how many times don Charles emman has been a wide receiver too in his career uh, i'm sure there's there have been a few but um considering he's with a new team i mean the bears are going into new orleans this week i believe and uh playing a saints team that is really looking good on both sides of the ball I think they're like eight or nine point underdogs. So I do anticipate that Chicago is going to be throwing a lot, but I just don't see Inman getting the production. The, 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 the only crazy thing is if he, he could score a touchdown um, and be a wide receiver too, but I still think it's highly, highly unlikely. Um, I am extremely hesitant to offer 
anything in the vicinity of Carolina Reaper to someone with a double-digit lead on us, but I can't let that affect my judgment, and I'd say I, I'd go along with Carolina Reaper. So I, I assume you've done your research on this, Ryan. How, how many wide receiver twos have the Bears produced this year? You know, I haven't, I haven't done my research, but I, I'm going to boldly say zero. I would bet it's close. I, I was just kind of looking back and like, uh, I mean, when you complete four passes, you're not putting up a wide receiver two unless you're on the, unless you're on the, the chargers. And I don't even think a wide receiver had a catch last week. Zach Miller had two and Cohen had one. And there was, I, <laughs> no, I forget the other guy that had a catch, but I don't think he's a wide receiver. It was so. probably Trubisky from Cohen. <laughs> was the best pass rate on the team. All right, let, let, let's move on. Um, uh, Trey, I believe you are up next with your uh, final hot, bold, spicy take of this week. And it was, it was, sorry, it was Tanner Gentry. He, he was a wide receiver. Okay, so one, one catch. All right, so my final uh, bold, spicy, hot take for this week is that uh, Jordy Nelson will finish outside of the top 24 wide receivers for the week. I, I was curious if this was serious. Uh, because the Packers are not playing this week. Yeah, that, that's, that's, a, that's, a, that's a stone cold lock of the week take right there, Trey. All right, so I guess it's at least worth one point. No, <laughs> I was kidding. I really was. I was curious just to – and I think since everybody's, like, looking at matchups and everything, it was going to be more difficult. I was, was just curious to see if you guys were going to catch it truly. So, no, this is my uh, – and this is going to be my spicier of the takes. Um, but my uh, second spicy, hot, bold take of the week is that Josh Doxson, who has taken over starting wide receiver spot for the Redskins, is a wide receiver one this week. Taking on Dallas, think he gets it done. Hmm. Yeah. You know, I, I think that's interesting because on one hand um, it, it's a good matchup for him and, um, and his, you know, he's obviously seen in, increased uh, uh, snaps and, and targets. Um, on the other hand though, I, I don't know that, that he's quite there yet and, and has shown enough to, um, to warrant that, that type of finish. So I think it's pretty hot, although I don't think it's like out of the realm of possibility, but it's pretty darn hot. Um, so I'm at least a habanero on it, and I could, I could be convinced to go hot, hotter than that. Will? Oh, God, I mean, like the bye weeks, like who's out this week? So all the pack rest wide receivers. So Jordy clearly doesn't count. Uh, Titans wide receivers don't really matter. Rams wide receivers don't really matter. Giants have no receivers. Uh, Cardinals have no quarterback. And Jaguars, so wide receiver one. I'm I'm comfortable with Ghost Pepper. I think, right. I think I think it's a super hot take. It way more like I would never touch a Ghost Pepper and eat it. But it's not. I don't think it's something that's like a. It's just too like he could he could luckily get a wide receiver one. I mean they're going against Dallas. Like that secondary is leaky. Yeah, no, I think it's good. I think it's a nice, it's a nice take. It's it's spicy yet, yeah, you know, it's good. It's I, I like it, Trey. What do you what do you think? Are you happy with Ghost Pepper? And and what exactly is the take again? Repeat for our listeners exactly what you're saying. So I'm saying that uh, in the scoring format that we always use for these bets, um, I am saying that Josh Doxson will be a wide receiver one. So he's going to be a top twelve wide receiver. And, and I do, I think ghost pepper's fair. I mean, I, I do think, you know, it, it's spicy. I, I mean, the guy's career high, I believe, I know that his highest this season was this last week. He caught three passes for 39 yards. I mean, you know, his best game this year was against Oakland, but he caught one pass for a 52 yard touchdown. So, um, and then the only other touchdown he scored was two weeks ago and it was his only catch for an 11 yard touchdown. So, you know, he's not a guy that's gotten a lot of volume, but he is a guy that I believe in. He's a guy that I love the talent. His role is increasing. Um, my expectation for him this week is not to be top 12. I think that would be really 
a big breakout. I do think he's capable. Um, I think that the thing probably that makes this take the spiciest is just that Cousins spreads the ball around so much to so yeah. many different guys. But that's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, I'm hopeful. Very good. That's a that's a good way. So uh, we got two more. Will, how do you want to close it out with your with your last hot bold spicy takes? And I got one more too. But what, what do you what do you got? All right. Uh, the my my. So to, to end it, I, my, I'm taking the Chargers to beat the Patriots at home. Like the, the Patriots will be at home. The Chargers didn't come in and beat them. Uh, their last I checked, it was earlier today, that the, the Chargers were seven-point dogs. Uh, you know, I may, I may be completely wrong here, and it's happened in the past, but are the Chargers not coming together nicely? They started 0-4. Had some close games. It was rough for sure. You know, they did switch kickers and everything like that. Uh, they lost by three early to the, to the good Broncos when they started good. Two to the to the weird Dolphins, and the Chiefs put a two and beat them by fourteen. But that was like the best, potentially the best the Chiefs might have been playing. Uh, and, and Casey has still proved that they're pretty darn good. And they lost to the Eagles by two, and I think the Eagles have surprised everybody and are really good. Uh, then they went and beat the the, the Giants, and basically uh, it's sad that they, they injured all the receivers. Then they beat the Raiders on Cars first game back, and then they shut the Broncos out. It was at home for the Chargers, but like at home for the Chargers isn't really a lot. Like. If you look back at their stats, the, the, uh, the Chargers actually don't even do that well at home against the Broncos. But they shut them out. Like, it's just so hard to shut out an NFL team nowadays. Like, it's, it's, it's crazy that they did that. And the Broncos are not a bad offensive team by any means. So I think they're pulling it together. And I, I like what they're doing. Like, they, uh, they're spreading the ball around. They're moving it. I, I think the Chargers are going to come into Foxborough, and they're going to beat the Patriots. I love it. Um... Philip Rivers has never gone to Foxborough and won. So that's, 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 uh, that's, that's super hot. I, I mean, I think so. Maybe on the surface it's not, but you know, the, the line now they're eight and a half point underdogs. Too many people are betting it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Too many people bet it, but, but I think, I still think that's really hot. I mean, I'm uh, also leaning towards ghost pepper on this tray. Well, I, so, and this was my thought process. I was curious what you were going to say. I do think that it's um, unlikely given the line, but you know, it kind of makes me flash back to the opening night game where Kansas city was playing. And I believe that game was at Foxborough and nobody gave them a chance and they came out and I think they won that game by nine or even double digit points. I for like for me to pick one NFL team to upset another, regardless of the line is like, can never truly be like a ghost pepper or Carolina Reaper, because especially when you talk about a team, I think that the Patriots are one of the great teams in the NFL and uh, play really well at home. Um, I would probably say it's Habanero just because it's the NFL. Like the margin between these teams are are just not super great. And uh, for all of the the reasons that we'll mention, you know, this this, um, Chargers team has a pretty decent defense and uh, some weapons on offense. So I – I think Habanero, if you really, truly, Ryan, want to push it up to uh, – no, You've talked me You've talked me into it. You've talked me into it. Um, we've seen a lot of crazy upsets. Um, so it, it's certainly – the Chargers certainly could do it. It wouldn't be a shock if they did it. So I'm good with Habanero. Will, are you, you, you happy with that, Habanero? No way. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was Carolina Reaper when Buffalo went to Atlanta and beat them. And the, the Chargers have never won at Foxborough in the Phillip Rivers era. That's correct. Only three games, only three and games. And an eight and a half point underdog? Mm. Mm. I can live with it. I'm not happy about it. Well, let me give you a, let me move on to mine and I'll give you a take that's 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 hotter, I think. Um you guys may disagree. Because a lot it's would have to go right. Now. A lot would have to go right. The Dolphins went on Thursday night, the three point underdogs. I'm taking the over these teams that are the bottom two uh, teams in the league in terms of yardage per game, Miami and Baltimore. Um, they'll score more than 37 points. Jay Ajayi, uh, continuing building on Will's hot take, will will have over 100 yards. And Kenny Stills, at a minimum, will have one touchdown catch of 30 plus yards. Um, so that's that's my take. Last three that the Dolphins played in Baltimore, they've lost by a combined total of uh, 64 to 16. So do you got? Did you guys get it? Dolphins win. We'll take the over over 37 points. JHI over 100 yards and Kenny Stills uh, uh, minimum one TD catch of, of 30 plus yards. I'll go first here. 
um, since you guys gave me a break from going first on all the others tonight. Um, I, you know, <clears throat> any one of these things are clearly possible. I mean, the Ravens are just not a good football team this year. Um, however, neither are the Miami Dolphins. They are going on the road. It's a short week. So any of the four of these things, I think, have a pretty decent likelihood of happening. But when you're stringing together four events and having to have all of them happen and they're not, none of them are, you know, just blatantly obvious to me that put the, I mean, it's, it's easily ghost pepper, probably Carolina Reaper, because like, as I learned last week with the Ingram take, you know, it's hard to get every single bit when you're including four portion, four parts to a take. What do you think? Will? So as I was thinking about this, uh, so, so J.H.I. going over 100, yeah, that, that's just pretty hot. Uh, and, then, and then having the, – the Kenny Stills over a 30-yard touchdown is I think what puts it over the edge for me. Like the, the win and loss, like I feel, this is pretty close to probably just a straight line. It's the first – I do think – I honestly think that the, the, the Ravens are going to win this game. So I, 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 I can be okay with Ghost Pepper. But since Ryan – you know, it's called my thing half an hour. I want to go milk. That's not an option. I know. <laughs> it's Carolina Reaper. Let's make it. Or you said ghost pepper. Yeah, you said ghost pepper. Those four things are ghost pepper, really? No, it's Carolina Reaper. It's got to be Reaper. <laughs> Reaper. Right, I'll bend. I'll bend. Yeah, it's not happening. And that is all for our hot, bold, spicy takes. And, and I have the closing thought this week because I, I won last week again. And, and all I want to say with my closing thought is that this is such a fun game that we play, fantasy football, dynasty football. I had a league where – Superflex League, I didn't have any QBs um, due to buys, injuries. And, and it's a league where I actually had five on my roster. And I was hoping that, that – uh, uh, Fitz Magic was going to play. Um, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, that that Jameis would have a setback, and he didn't. So basically, I didn't have a QB playing, and somehow in a superflex league, and I still won my matchup. You know, th- this is a sport where you know owners have been. Amari Cooper's been been just awful, and he has like the game of the year in fantasy football, and won people matchups this week. It's a fun sport. It's frustrating, but it's very rewarding. And it's, it's magical, and I love it, and, and, and I, I love fantasy football. I especially love dynasty football, which we talk about the most. It's just so much fun. No matter what's going on with your team, you could have the best team in the league and be dominating, or your team could be just garbage. But, but still, you can make moves and make that team better and look ahead to next year. So I love, love, love this thing we talk about every week, and it's fun, and we still have a, a whole half of a season to go. And I'm stoked about it. So, and I hope you are too. Uh, and hopefully, we'll we'll get you through it. We'll we'll continue to talk about fantasy football, dynasty football, and hopefully, all together, we'll celebrate some championships here um, in a couple more months. So, I want to thank you again for listening. We are the Fantasy Joes. You can contact us directly by email, thefantasyjoes at gmail.com or at f at ffjoes on Twitter. Your feedback is very welcome. Let us know how we're doing. What you want from us? We come on weekly. Thursdays with new episodes, but be sure to subscribe to the show so you don't miss an episode. And please leave us a review, but as always, only if it's a positive one. Uh, you can find us on Twitter. Trey is at Trey Barrett. Will is at Fantasy Joe underscore Will. And I'm at Roto Librarian. On behalf of Trey Barrett and Will Greenwood, I'm Ryan Livergood. And we are the Fantasy Jokes. Fantasy Jokes. We're missing a Joe. Let's hear yeah. a cheer. The super Joe. Where's our cheer? Do you know what's going? He fell asleep. Where's he fell asleep from your hot takes.